You stand on the shore of the ocean watching the tide come in. You sense the call of the sea beckoning to take you further. You step forward little by little, not knowing what to expect, but expecting more. You keep going as the ocean calls, calls you to enter in to deeper waters. Everyone and welcome to the Deeper Waters Podcast. I'm Nick Peters, your host, seeking to bring you the very best in Christian scholarship and apologetics. And today we had originally scheduled to talk with my guest today about his book, The Secret Battle of Ideas About God, but uh, due to some difficulties and such, he's only going to be able to give us half an hour. So we're going to do that next year. For now, we're going to talk about his ministry. But before we do that, let me just introduce him. He's Dr. Jeff Myers. He's president of Summit Ministries, which we're going to be talking about a highly respected worldview training program whose tens of thousands of graduates are making a difference in politics, law, academics, medicine, science, and business. In the last 20 years, Dr. Myers has become one of America's most respected authorities on youth leadership development. Focus on the family founder, James Dobson, referred to him as a very gifted and inspirational young leader. Evangelist Josh McDowell called him a man who is 100% sold out to prepare the next generation to reflect the character of Christ from the culture. Through his appearances on Fox News and other media programs, Dr. Myers has become a fresh voice offering humor and insight from a Christian worldview. He holds a Doctor of Philosophy degree and teaches leadership courses through Lunaret and Bearhaven University. Jeff and his family live in Colorado. So, um, Dr. Myers, welcome to the Deeper Waters podcast. Thank you, Nick. Great to be on your show. And I'm sorry that it's cut short for today, but I'll look forward to another conversation uh, early in the next year. Okay. If my audience doesn't know who you are, could you tell us a little bit about how you got to be doing what you're doing? Sure. Well, some uh, I'll, I'll tell you my story by way of introducing Summit Ministries. When I was mm-hmm. a little kid, I, I was born in, in Detroit, Michigan, and grew mm-hmm. up there for many years. And it was a rough place oh, to yeah. grow up. I mean, I, I was offered hard drugs for the first time at seven years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember cowering under my bed at the sound of a gunshot in the streets. And so my parents, who were from Kansas and Oklahoma, decided as soon as it was financially feasible, they would get out of there. And they did. So I was almost 10. We moved back to Kansas. And that's that's culture shock to move from Detroit, Michigan to Great Bend, Kansas. Uh, but we moved from a church of 2,000 people to a church of 20 people. I, I tell people, you know, our family of four walked in the door. We increased attendance by 20% in one minute. Hmm. Just that's how small of a church it hmm. was. And there were it was a it was a nice country church, very friendly, very caring people, but not the kind of people, Nick, who really thought very much about their their faith. Yeah. And so uh, my brother and then there weren't any, there weren't anything, there wasn't any programming for kids like us. So uh, the first Wednesday we uh, that we were there, they said, well, why don't you boys just play outside while we have our prayer meeting? And so we did that and we found that they had a uh, one car garage type shed on the property and they had some gasoline and some masking tape and some Dixie cups and some matches. And so we made a bomb <laughs> and uh, lit it in the parking lot and, uh, th- you know, they just, they weren't sure what to do with boys from Detroit. <laughs> um, so we, we, uh, the, we, anyway, we put it all out and everything was fine. We didn't really even think anybody had noticed, but, uh, the very next week they had a, they had a youth program 
and there were two kids in it, my brother and me. And we had a, we had a guy there named Don, who was a grocery store manager, took care of us, invested in us, family loved on us. Um, but we, we, we kind of returned the favor by asking tough questions like, you know, how is, if God is really loving, how would he send people to hell? And how do we know there is a God? And isn't evolution showing that God didn't really create? We'd ask those sorts of questions. And, and Don didn't have answers to those questions. He had me, you know, he had the questions that occurred to him, but he had never been in a place where he had needed to defend his faith, hadn't been to university, hadn't been out, you know, outside of the small town where pretty much everybody has the same beliefs. So he arranged, and with my father and another lady in the church, arranged for me to come to a summit ministries program in Colorado. And I knew I was going to be going out to Colorado for two weeks. I knew I'd be hearing speakers and getting some answers. I went out to, I walked into the building, which is this antique hotel in this little hippie town of Manitou Springs, Colorado, walked into the lobby and there was David Noble himself, the founder of the ministry. Mm. So I walked right up to him and I said, I hope you have a lot of answers because I have a lot of questions. Mm. I realized how rude that is to introduce yourself that way, but I was desperate for answers. And Nick, David Noble said to me, you know, he was not offended in the least by this. He just looked at me and said, we're not afraid of any questions here at Summit. Mm. And that meant everything to me. He didn't say, we have all the answers. Don't worry about it. You don't have mm. to think. You know, we'll yeah. just tell you what to believe. He said, we're not afraid of any questions. Mm-hmm. And that began to shape and my understanding of a Christian faith. I had graduated high school and I had fully intended that I would leave church at the same time I, you know, graduate from church, same time I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. But it was really through David Noble's influence and mentoring over the next few years that I came to faith in Jesus and then um, got to know David Noble a little bit. And then when I was in graduate school at the University of Denver, helped him put together some curriculum material called Understanding the Times. And then uh, through through the years, we just got to be friends. And uh, mm-hmm. I got on the board. And when, when David Noble decided to retire, he asked me to take his place, which, of course, is one of the greatest honors that a person can be given mm-hmm. is to be handed the baton from a trusted, valued mentor. Mm-hmm. So that's a little of my story. And the Summit Program does the same thing for young people today, except for a lot more of them. Mm-hmm. I think I might there might have been 200 students who in the entire summer when I was there as a youth. But now we'll have 1,800 students in 12 different uh, two-week sessions all across the country. And then a lot more doing the, about th- about 40,000 students uh, studying Summit Ministries materials, Understanding the Times, and some of our other courses that we've designed in biblical worldview in their Christian schools and churches. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you know this, but my friend Gary Habermas, I'm sure you know about him, he grew up in Detroit as well. Uh, yes, uh, we have talked about that sometimes and compared some notes mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, he grew up there in the in the glory days in the 1950s. But uh, there wasn't much left by the time I was a little kid there in the 1960s. You know, 1960s hit pretty hard, race riots and all mm-hmm. sorts of tension. And, uh, you know, now America now is so, yeah. we have our troubles, but man, it's so calm compared to what it was then. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, but a rough, rough place. But it really was, it was, that was the catalyst that mm-hmm. pushed us back to a small town and introduced me to the ministry that has shaped my life. And now I have the opportunity to uh, give that gift to others. Mm-hmm. Well, 
We have to kind of rush through things some today, so I'd like to let everyone know you are listening to Deeper Waters podcast. Dr. Jeff Myers of Summit Ministries is my guest, but if you're here next week, we're going to be talking about another apologetics ministry that's being done to help reach youth. It's something I'm sure Dr. Myers is probably familiar with. Brett Kunkar is going to be my guest talking about Maven apologetics and what he's doing with that. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested in, in even more of this stuff, come back next week and we'll talk about it even more. No. That'd be great. You know, I mean, Nick, I want to mention that mm-hmm. Brett is one of our regular speakers at our summit mm-hmm. sessions. Mm-hmm. So if 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 people listen to that and say, wow, this is great, I really like Brett, mm-hmm. well, they can come and study with him and with me and with uh, Jay Warner Wallace from mm-hmm. Cold Case Christianity and Sean McDowell and others. And that's what we do during these two-week sessions. And like people know that Sean McDowell has been on this show twice. Mm-hmm. Jay Warner Wallace has been on three times. So chances are... When you go to summit, you'll probably hear someone who's been on this show before. Yes, yeah, that's right. And you get to meet them in person, which is always yep. fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you talked a bit about in this uh, bio about worldview thinking and such. That could be something new to some people. What do you mean by worldview thinking? Well, worldview is a pattern mm-hmm. of ideas, of beliefs, convictions, mm-hmm. habits that help us make sense of God and make sense of the world and make sense of our relationship between mm-hmm. God and the world. So what we teach at Summit that's unique is that w- there is such a thing as a biblical worldview. There is a biblical way of seeing, not just securing a place in heaven when we mm-hmm. die, but oh, a way yeah. of seeing what we have now in this world, mm-hmm. a biblical way of thinking about, and we look at theology, philosophy, ethics, biology, psychology, sociology, law, politics, economics, history. Mm-hmm. and. And students, it's it's mind-blowing for them because they realize I can be a confident Christian in every single class I have at college, not mm-hmm. just defending the, you know, the resurrection, for example. That's really important. Mm-hmm. But you know, what 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 do Christian historians do? Why is Christian a Christian worldview important if we want to really grasp what really is true about history? That kind of thinking. Who are the mm-hmm. great historians who were Christians? Mm-hmm. And And so students get that kind of understanding. But Nick, the other part of it is we help the students understand that there are competing worldviews, worldviews that uh, give an alternate view of reality, that say they reveal more of reality to the students, and so they should forsake their Christianity and become, say, secularists or Marxists or postmodernists or Muslims or new spiritualists. Mm -hmm. So at Summit, we gives students an introduction to each of those worldviews. So they Mm -hmm. are not caught off guard when they hear about them and find people who advocate those views. Mm -hmm. And then they further can understand that only a biblical worldview really reveals reality as it really is. Mm -hmm. When we say that the Bible is true, that's what we're saying. We're saying that all these other worldviews, you know, they try to... like if, if you're a materialist, only the material world exists, mm-hmm. that anything that might be a spiritual experience or even a mental experience makes no sense to you. Mm-hmm. You're trying to explain reality with, with half of reality tied behind your back. And uh, that's why students come through Summit and have such a great experience. They don't just get apologetics. Mm-hmm. They get a, a worldview that applies to everything they face when they go off to college. Mm-hmm. And. I have to let everyone know that you're listening to the Deeper Wars podcast. I'm going ahead and doing this because that way we can focus on all the time I'm a guest here. But everything we do here is listener supported. Mm. And, you know, we really do need your support. I mean, there's a lot of expenses. I mean, just 
This week we found we're going to have to give our cats some dental work, for instance. And if any of your pet owners out there, you know how it is with your pets. They're your little fur babies. And <laughs> anyway, if you want to help us out with the work that we do around here, please go to my website, deeperwatersapologetics.com. There's a link on the side. Help support the work of Deeper Waters Christian Ministries. And you click there in the link in there, and you get taken to the ministry of Risen Jesus. You're still at the right place. That's my in-laws, Mike and Debbie Lacona. And you make a donation through them. And then you get in touch with Mike or Debbie or Allie or myself and say, hey, I made a donation. I want to go to Nick Peters. I want to go to Deeper Waters. And they will make sure that we get your donation. And it will be tax deductible. And you can also buy some ebooks that I've written or co-written on Amazon. I won't go through the list this time, just to save time. And then jewelry, another way you can support us. We have a jewelry store. Again, touch up and you find out if you want to find out more. But whatever you buy at the jewelry store, 25% of it goes to deeper waters. So guys, you can buy something special for that lady in your life to make up for that big screw up that you just made. Or <laughs> You can buy something as future insurance for that big screw up that I know you're going to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been there before, haven't you? I, oh, absolutely. Yep, yep. You're right on. This is. <laughs> now, Dr. Miles, do you have an organization you'd like to be donate to? Well, I'd love to see people support Deeper Waters. I think mm -hmm. that's the main thing. But I do, I do want people to know about Summit Ministries. Mm -hmm. You can come to summit.org. To find out, we focus on young adults, 16 to 25 years of age, and they're, they're our target audience, but anybody of any age can come to a summit session. We would love to have you. We'd love to have you bring a group, and there are group discounts and early bird specials all listed there at summit.org. Now, Dr. Miles, this, this sounds so revolutionary. Are you telling me if we want our Christian young people to be prepared for college or anything else out there in the world since not everyone goes to college, it might actually take more than just pizza parties and concerts? <laughs> yeah, it, you're right. You're right. It, it, you can only make, you can have a lot of fun playing paintball mm -hmm. and, and volleyball and all of that. But mm -hmm. the, the, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, tr the truth is a lot, a, young, a lot of young adults today, all, all the ones we work with, and I, I think all the ones I've ever met, they have real questions and they mm -hmm. just don't know that if they don't know whether, they like the Christian people in their life. They just don't know if Christianity is a worldview that has answers for mm -hmm. anything that they're facing other places. And and Nick, you know, further, I think a lot of young adults today, a lot of ones we're working with are in the millennial generation. Mm -hmm. They, you have to think differently with them. Yeah. Uh, for example, I remember hearing a, a pastor and give a sermon and it was a very large church. And he said, well, you know, I'm so old when I was growing up. You know, the closets were for clothes, not for strange people coming out of. And, you know, everybody in the audience laughed and they clapped. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's that might be a fun joke for somebody who's, you know, having coffee with their fellow 80-year-olds. But for the millennials, you could just feel them shrinking inside, right? Because they're mm -hmm. thinking, wow, if I said that around the water cooler at my work, mm -hmm. I would be shunned. Yeah, I would be that the people would say, you should be ashamed of yourself. It would be the end of my career. That mm -hmm. We live in a different kind of world. And, you, mm -hmm. and, and what young adults are asking for is not to be excused from having to find answers to the big questions. Mm -hmm. They're just wanting answers to the big questions that make sense mm -hmm. 
to everybody else. And somebody says, well, you know, it's only spiritual. No, that's not true. If God's yeah. truth is true, it should apply to every area of life that what we believe should be able to make sense to people who aren't even believers. You know, Dr. Miles, this is such a passion of mine because I'm 37 right now, and I grew up, and I've always been an intellectual all my life. I mean, most studious high school, superlative in high school, which I thought was odd since I never had to study even, really. Mm. And all my years growing up in church, no one ever told me about apologetics or why we know Christianity is true or anything like that. I didn't find out about that until I got to Bible college. And then when I discovered it, it became a passion. It's like, where has this been all my life? How come no one ever told me anything? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people just don't know, do they? No. Um, and and that's one of the things we have as a passionate summit is that what we do in biblical worldview training, we'd be able to get into churches mm-hmm. with adults. We don't have to reach all the churches in America, but if we just reached you know one percent of them, mm-hmm. I think it could it could have a significant impact. And imagine how much more confident adults would feel if they knew they could find answers. They, they, you know, they would be more confident in working with young people. They'd be more confident in sharing what they know. They'd be more confident in asking questions. And that alone has a big impact. We're, we, uh, the Barnard Research Group found that a young person who has a, an adult friend in church is twice as likely to stay involved in church as opposed to walking away. You know, Dr. Miles, this is very interesting, but you know, maybe it's, it's not that big a deal. I mean, Kids go off to college, and they don't have a Christian worldview equipped on their belts, and maybe they'll get it there. What's the big deal? Yeah, well, the, I, think, I think the biggest deal is that if, if, if the Bible is true, if a biblical mm-hmm. worldview is true, then to accept any other worldview is to accept something about the world mm-hmm. that either shades or obscures or ignores something that's really Mm-hmm. Real and so I, you know, my training was as a philosopher, and what you what you want to know as a philosopher is not whether I'm comfortable with all the answers I'm coming up with, but that I'm really describing the world as it actually exists. Mm-hmm. Because in doing that, I will find a life of flourishing. When Jesus said, "I am the way and the truth and the life," it's fascinating. He chose the exact three words that. Greek philosophers used for a long time. We're on the search in the search for goodness and truth and beauty. Those are the three things that we want to find answers to to live a flourishing life. So mm-hmm. I, I think it is about our eternal security, but I think God secures us eternally so that in time, in creation, we uh, we can spread the the good news, which is not just that you need to say a prayer to tr- accept Jesus into your heart, but that Jesus Christ is Lord of all and that mm-hmm. he has authority over every area of life. Yeah, but I mean, our young people go off to college and so they encounter some questions and they don't have the answers to. I mean, that, that doesn't really affect them. I mean, they don't really walk away and such now, do they? Well, it's it. You see, there are two two things happening, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You've got truth and relationship. We could think of those as the two strands of the DNA double mm-hmm. helix. So, a lot of times, there's relational stuff happening to a kid when they're in college. Mm-hmm. They're around all these other people who are non-believers. Then they get a girlfriend and they want to have sex with their girlfriend. Yeah. And then they're looking for ways to um, to justify that, but mm-hmm. with what they're learning in class. And so intellectually and morally, I think the collapse happens a lot faster than people realize. Mm. It's not just that they are embracing 
you know, bad ideas because they, those ideas somehow are good. It's that they come more like viruses. And that's what I'm hoping we'll have a chance to talk about when we talk about my book, The Secret Battle of Ideas right. About God, that ideas infect us like viruses mm-hmm. and they, rep- they hijack us, they reproduce and they make us miserable at the same time. You know, the, the, if you watch enough television, it'll promise you that it can answer your questions about, am I loved and why do I hurt? And what is the purpose of my life? Mm-hmm. And the more we pay attention, the the fewer answers we have. That's the way of the world. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid that it, it's most intense for young adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you, if you see a Facebook meme that, co- that confronts your viewpoint, that's, you know, that's fine, but you can just scroll on to the next Facebook meme. But if you are in college and your professor gives a 30 minute sustained argument for that viewpoint, it's awfully hard to resist that mm-hmm. unless you have been well-trained to, to understand that there's a worldview that the professor is assuming to be true, but without ever proving it, that goes on behind the scenes. Our, you know, at Summit, the students learn to pick out that worldview, not in order to be critical of the professor, but to recognize what's really happening in that situation. It's not that Jesus is being disproven somehow. It's that the professor is trying to get students to think from another worldview and that, without ever having to advocate for or prove that that other worldview is a better way of seeing reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the fact that you point also not just to intellectual struggles, but moral temptations, because those intellectual struggles can suddenly become much more feasible if you have a morally sufficient reason to go that way. And I mean, yes. I, I, I'm a guy who got married when I was nearly 30. And so, yes, I understand the struggle of waiting so long and mm-hmm. such. And our kids need some serious thinking about how every aspect of their world works. And we've, we've talked about sexuality plenty of times on the show with several guests and one thing things that sticks with me is something I read in Lauren Winner's book years ago that if a guy and a girl are on a couch together, it's going to take more than just a few verses and paw in their head to keep them from doing anything. Right, right, because we live in a created world in which we were given by our creator mm-hmm. um, sexual chemistry. Yeah. Part of his good gift to us. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is, uh, I think that is that is true. If uh, You know, it's funny when I, this summer we talked a lot about uh, well, we we in each of our summit sessions we end up discussing sexuality a lot because so many students struggle with same sex attraction, so many students struggle with pornography and feeling guilty mm-hmm. about their use of it, and so. Uh, but you know, I said, have you, have you ever have you ever wondered why in the movies people have to have sex before they fall in love? Mm-hmm. You notice they always have sex before mm-hmm. they fall in love. Yeah. And the students started talking about it. And they said, well, you know, that's a worldview, isn't it? That's a secular worldview. Mm-hmm. It says that we're only physical creatures. From mm-hmm. a secular worldview, it's only physical. And if our strongest physical impulses are sexual, then it literally is not possible to fall in love without having sex because your mm-hmm. sexual chemistry has to be uh, put into action before anything that we might call love could actually occur. You have to know well, you're compatible. That's right. That's a but that's a worldview issue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That each one of the so our students when they see the movies and listen to music, they're picking out this stuff all the time, saying, "Oh no, 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 you, you you're assuming that to be true, but you've never proven that." So let's go mm-hmm. back. Is this only a material universe? You mm-hmm. know, those are the kinds of questions that you'll get from our 
you'll 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 know a summit grad if you meet them because that's they're going to just be very polite but very persistent in asking questions that get to the root of the issue. Yeah, as you know, we're having to rush through things, but a lot of people could be wondering about where they can meet these things. I mean, honestly, until you told me just now, I thought everything took place in Colorado and such. Mm -hmm. If people want to find a summit in their area, what do they do? Well, we've got four locations. You can come to summit.org. So we have California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So you will have to travel to one of those or the other, but they're pretty much within a day's drive of just about everybody in the United States. And of course, um, you know, more than half the students get on an airplane and fly thanks to some good flight rates that are from some uh, discount airlines these days. Uh, but just go to summit.org and you can find they, the, the programs begin in the middle of May and they go all the way through the end of August. I'm guessing you're working on establishing even more summits. We have, that's right, we have had 10 last summer. We moved up from 7 to 10 and now we're moving from 10 to 12. But the goal is we will ultimately have 20 to 30 of these operating in different places around the country that will mm -hmm. be conveniently located and can handle the number of students who are demanding this kind of training these days. Well, Dr. Myers, it's a shame we have to cut things so short, but we do look forward to next year talking more about your book and diving even deeper into this. If uh, people want to get in touch with you or find out more about you or Summit Ministries, do you have a blog, an email, or a website they can go to? Well, you know, the, the website is summit.org, and there's I don't really have a blog per se, but different commentaries are on there, and uh, there is a podcast you can sign up for there. One thing people might want to do is take a worldview checkup. It's mm -hmm. a free test that you can take online to see what the worldview influences have been in your own life, and you might be surprised at how many ideas you've picked up. Uh, and, you know, it's no shame to us. We just want to acknowledge it so mm -hmm. we can have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave for the Deeper Waters audience today? Well, I'm Nick, I'm, I'm thankful for, for what you're doing and the mm -hmm. people you've had on here and the way you help people go deeper. And I just want to say, um, if, if you're the kind of person who loves to go deeper, mm -hmm. then uh, you know we want to be friends. Right. Uh, Summit is one of those organizations that can walk alongside of you and help you and train you and train those you love so that together we can have a stronger influence for Jesus in our culture. Yeah, I'm always pleased to know a guest has been looking over the ministry and such for coming on. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad to do anything I can to help out with Summit. Yeah, well, thank you, Dick. I, I know you, you've got some, a lot of our Summit speakers who are on there, and, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll just continue. Uh, you know, we kind of get to walk together from a distance, but I'm glad we get to walk mm -hmm. together. Well, Miles, I'd like to thank you for coming on, and we do look forward to next year when you'll be able to come back on and we'll be talking in depth about your book, The Secret Battle of Ideas About God. Yes, I'm looking forward to that as well, Nick. I can mind everyone better. Next week, we're going to have Brett Maven on talking about his apologetics ministry, Maven. For now, I'm Nick Peters, and I'm signing off. <laughs>